0: Welcome to the Carolyn Shuttlesworth podcast, where we'll dive deep into the Word of God, build strong faith, and finish the devil. Here's your host, author, speaker, and nonstop mom, Carolyn Shuttlesworth. This weekend really was stirring my faith and really got me um, thinking about (laughs) the last 14 years of our ministry. It's funny how you know, you you I'm just driving to church this morning and like the goodness of God was, was just overwhelming to me and overwhelming a few times this weekend where it like brought tears to my eyes, tears of joy. Hey brother Kevin. And um and so, you know, I was just like, Man, fourteen years and every year has been better. Every year has had miracles in it. Every year has had provision in it. Every year, every year has gone higher and better. I mean, if I was to go back from the time we start, stepped out and started our ministry in February of 2010, my daughter's uh, Madeline is getting ready to celebrate her birthday on January 29th, and she was two weeks old. And is actually, it was actually um, a. Valentine's night was our last service at our home church in Virginia, and then we hit the road. She was two weeks old, and we haven't looked back since. February 2010 is where we hit the road and stepped out on an instruction, on an instruction. And that's what I'm going to talk about tonight, about the obedience, because the instruction that Brother Ted received, the instruction that he got as his calling as a kid and then stepped into it, And then he was obedient and stepped into position of helping his aunt and uncle at Dominion Christian Center in Virginia Beach. But then, but then, because I I, I really was thinking, um, I really was thinking about this on our drive this morning, because I was thinking of of my team and I was thinking of the people connected to us. Then I started thinking about um, all the people at our church, the people that God, has called to Miracle Word Church the people that God has asked to move to really step out in faith and and make a faith move to come down. You know, I was I was just like it was just playing over in my head the last like 14 years of our ministry. And I was thinking, you know, there's so many people that I come across that are in ministry or, you know, not in ministry and they're frustrated because God's given them a word. Hey Tyra, I'm so happy to see you. Hey, Dad, and um, thanks for jumping on. Make sure you're sharing the broadcast, night night 20. And, um, you know, I was thinking of when it was time for us to start Miracle Word Ministries and step out from uh, the duties and the things that we had going on at our home church in Virginia Beach. If if you know i think i thanked my husband on the way to church today i said thank you for having natural and spiritual fortitude (laughs) hey we're all family right victory i just i'm just telling you that's just what i told him in the car i was like i just want to tell you thank you for having natural and spiritual fortitude because i meet a lot of people I mean, this is the conversation like Tiffany have had lots of times because we come across a lot of people. We, we go a lot of places. We travel to a lot of ministries, and there's people that you know, want to do something. God's told them to do something. You can hear the excitement in their voice. You, you know that it's a God thing, and then we're, we're, we're going. We, we keep going, and years have passed, and that person is still <laughs> where they are. They still haven't stepped out. They still haven't, you know that that excitement. Pff, you know, it's like the, when you leave a can of soda out. All the fizz, there's no more fizz. It was there. It was bubbly when when it got cracked at first, when it got that pop, and then when you leave it out for a while, there's no more carbonation. It's flat. Nobody wants to drink it, and you get you know, boop right down the drain. <laughs> but listen that's not you and that's not me we're not going to be that that uh non-carbonated soda i was just saying today side note we were talking about celsius <laughs> anyone who does drink celsius uh they have non-carbonated ones and jenna and i were like gross we have to have carbonation we don't want anything without it so <laughs> so that is how it gets and i'm like what in the what in the world and i think back what if my husband, you know, being the leader of our home, you know, I, I could really want to go do something, but we have to be in agreement on something. We have to be in agreement for it to move forward, for it to have momentum, for it to have, hey, Brit, for it to have power behind it. And what if he knew, because when I got married to him in 2006, I knew that at some point we were going to be released when the Lord, Released us from his uh, current obligations at the church, and be evangelists together and travel, but until he got that confirmation and it was time, you know, I just did, we did our thing. We did our thing in obedience and joy and honor and love and faith. But when he got that word, he had a choice. Oh, am I gonna be so nervous? So nervous. I can't talk. I can't talk to my pastor and my uncle and tell him that God's called me to go do something. That's like what happens with people. They get a word from the Lord and they know they're supposed to do something, and something familiar stops them from stepping out. It's like, oh no, I feel like I gotta take care of this person in ministry. So God didn't call you to babysit, all right? Move on from that. You have that. Other people are gonna work it out. They're gonna work their life out, but you're not called to babysit other people. So if God's told you to move on from something, go and do what God's called you to move on to do. And so my husband didn't wasn't nervous. Now we talk about it. Of course, you know, we love Pastor Terry and Pastor Colleen. And we're we're still very close with them. And they were so, 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 so good to us and taught us so much and was a huge blessing in our life. But (laughs) if he didn't say, okay, I'm getting ready to step out and do Miracle Word Ministries, it's not that meeting with them wasn't hard. It's not, you know, it's not that they were like, you know, they were rooting for us. But at the same time, you know, they were sad to see us go. And so if you're not big enough to still step out and do what God has called you to do because of emotion, because you're like, I don't know how they're going to take it or how this and that, but that's not how we're supposed to look at things. We're supposed to just keep our blinders on. And if God told us to do something, then we're going to take the faith and we're going to step out and do it and get out of our comfort zone. Amen. Right? Look, Jennifer says, you're talking to my situation right now, especially in a job transition. Absolutely, because we've all had to be there. We've all gotten a word from God, and then we have to take the faith to step out in it when it doesn't seem like it can happen, when it doesn't seem like it's possible, when there is, sometimes we're gonna say yes to something that the Lord's asked us to do, and there's gonna be a resistance. But listen, That's why we pray. That's why we spend time in the Word of God. That's why we build up our strength. We pray in the Spirit. Our boldness from the Holy Spirit comes forth out of us, right? And so I was thinking on the drive today, and I said, Man, if you were such a chicken (laughs) to not go in there, And sit down and be like, you know, this is time that God's told us to step out and I need to leave my position and I need to leave the church. And it's time for me to go start and start Miracle Word Ministries and start traveling again. Nothing in the last 14 years would have happened. And like, you know, for many of you who are following our ministry for a long time, think about that for a second. Think about that. You know, Britt Lukens, who is watching right now, met us at the beginning of our ministry. Maddie was six months old. We met her in, in 2010. So it, I, I wouldn't even know her right now. All the things in her life that have been connected to us would not have been a connection. All, all the things. And then I get to, you know, the people that are on my team and the closeness of them, and I think, you know, I've heard about the testimonies just during this prayer and fasting of Ralph and Jenna, and and Ralph's job, and this and that, and promotion, and this is the most money that's ever coming into their family. They they would have never have thought to move to Florida, that they would never have had a desire. They Jenna's from Virginia Beach, you know Ralph, New York by way of New York to Virginia Beach. They were comfortable, they were fine, they were at a good church things were good, don't rock the boat, right? Look, look what Britt said, changed so much for me and my family. But I think about that. And then I think about the connection that we have, that we're not supposed to look so at ourselves. A lot of times we say, Lord, bless me, bless me, bless me, bless, promote me, promote me. And yes, we we want that and that is good. But we have to also know that there's a connection. That our obedience is also for somebody else. All our step of obedience, our step of obedience is also for someone else. Look, I want to read something to you. Let me go to Genesis 22. This thing's on a cord. I'm gonna go switch sides a little bit. Switcheroo. Okay. So look, Genesis 22. 15 to 18, then the angel of the Lord called again to Abraham from heaven. This is what the Lord says, because you have obeyed me and have not withheld your son, your only son, right? He was, he was going to go sacrifice Isaac based on obedience. <clears throat> because you have obeyed me and have not withheld your son, your only son, I swear by my own name that I will certainly bless you. I will multiply your descendants beyond number, like the stars in the sky and the sand on the seashore. Your descendants will conquer the cities of their enemies, and through your descendants all the nations of the earth will be blessed. Look at the best part of these verses, all because you have obeyed me. Take that in for a second. If you're home with your Bibles, grab them. You've grabbed your phone and read that for a second. Look at that. We're reaping. You're reaping the benefits of Abraham's obedience. Where's that emoji right now? (laughs) Did I do a good job without like taking up? (laughs) We're reaping. We are reaping the obedience of Abraham. That's so powerful. We weren't even around then, long time ago, non-existent, but we're reaping that today. Hallelujah. So then, okay, my mind starts going. I'm like, all right, who else in the Bible? Let's let's get into this. So I was writing things down. Your obedience is a blessing not only to yourself but to others. Our lives are intertwined for mutual provision and blessing. Okay. So then I'm like going through different, different I, I am, I'm sitting in my office today when I got home from church and I was just like, okay, let me think about this. What story in this? And I'm going through, you know, I'm thinking of different people and Noah and 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 um, Rahab and then I'm going, but then I, I start thinking of the widow, right, of Elijah. But I wanted to start here in 1 Kings 17. Because um, you know, we just dealt with Rahab, we're dealing with um, those who worship Baal, you know, believe that he was the god who brought rain and and harvests and and all that. And um, you know, Elijah, quote unquote, spoke profanity against Jezebel's god. Okay, little G. And so, you know, I want to start here. I wrote down First Kings. All right, I'm gonna read. I'm gonna start in First Kings 17 before we get to. Uh, about the widow because I want you to see this all right now Elijah um, of Tishabite in Gilead said to Ahab as the Lord the God of Israel lives before whom I stand there shall neither, neither be dew nor rain or these years except my word okay so now he's speaking against Jezebel Jezebel's God he's the prophet he's saying listen and the word of the Lord came to him so now The Lord saying, here, I'm giving you an instruction. I'm giving you a request. Are you going to be obedient? Depart from here and turn eastward and hide yourself by the brook, Kareth, which is east of Jordan. You shall drink from the brook that I have commanded the ravens to feed you there. So he went and did according to the word of God. He went and lived by the brook that is east of Jordan. And the ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning and bread and meat in the evening, and he drank from the brook." So first word of obedience, he goes. How many times have we gotten instruction from God and we have delayed on it? Listen, it is so important and I have really come to learn this over the years and like make it, I mean, it's really big. In our ministry those who know our ministry a lot of Victory Tribe those who work in our ministry know that when we get a word from the Lord when Pastor Ted gets something um, it, it's done like before things are even figured out that's just how a lot of things work around here in the ministry uh, <laughs> He says things on broadcast, and everyone goes into mass hysteria and text messages between the team. But <laughs> he, he gets downloaded things, and then he bring he, you know he wants it done right away because we don't operate in any delayed any delayed attributes in this ministry whatsoever because we are never going to miss where God wants us to be where God shows us to be what we're supposed to step out and do because there's provision in that moment. In that moment, you can miss so much thinking. Now, listen, there is some times where when you're given an instruction, it's not that it's happened the next day. You know, I had to tell someone not long ago, you know, they were like, "Ah, ah." I just, I'm, I'm trying to be down there. I don't know, things aren't working. And I said, listen, from the moment we got the word to move to Florida, it wasn't like the next day we were down there. This actually was a little bit over a year by the time. There was a preparation time, okay? There's a preparation time. And in that preparation time is still acts of obedience that you're gonna step out and do, but your heart said yes to the overall big thing, like we did when we said we were coming to Florida. And throughout it, there was a preparation. There was times to, there was times of saving, there was times of getting our ministry together to move down, I was pregnant, getting ready to have a baby, gonna have a baby, and then we were coming down. So there, there was things happening, but our faith, our heart, our mind was set forth on it. God knew we were taking steps in that direction. So don't get down on yourself. Don't think, oh, well, I missed it, or, Um, you know, I, doors aren't opening because like, listen, and I had to tell them, I was like, look what happened. Look what happened during this time that you've still been where you're at. Good things have happened. And now, and during your preparation time, there was a, you know, a unity of things that were going on. Now, now it's time. Let's move forward. So don't, don't look at it like in that, but you'll know. You'll know you get that check in your spirit. You've got those red flags. Listen, that's a great thing about having the Holy Spirit is he will give you that check, right? You guys have felt that before? You have felt that like, okay. So you know when you're in disobedience. You know when you didn't make the right move at the right time. And you can tell things start drying up around you. But when things start drying up around you, which you see in a minute, God will make sure you're always in a place where it's open heavens. And that's why I love this word so much this year. He'll always make a place where there's provision for you. He doesn't ask you to go do something so you are struggling and you can see he's a mighty God. He doesn't ask you to do something and then it be awful. He doesn't ask you to go do something. When he asks you to go do something, behind it is going to be complete everything that you need, provision, protection. He's gonna provide everything that you need where you're supposed to be. So I'm trying to teach you here and encourage you, don't miss out on it. You know, I was also speaking to somebody this past weekend and they're like, well, I know I was supposed to be doing this a couple months ago and then, why are you still there? Why are you still where you are? (laughs) And that is how I talk to people sometimes. So, because of that, I have people in my church that think I'm scary, but whatever. I smile a lot. I hug. But you know what? Tough love. If someone's got to be tough love, I'll be tough love because I do it because I want to see you better. I do it because I don't want to see any more of frustration. People get frustrated in their purpose, they get frustrated in their in what they're doing, and then their excellence goes down, they get bitter, they start, you know, it, it, it starts damaging the heart, and everything goes south. Your faith goes down, everything goes down when you get to that place. When God tells you to do something, you must do it. And you can do it by putting your heart on it, and then that seals the deal. And then, you walk it out in faith. You walk out, you start taking the steps to get to what God has told you to do. And so I just dealt with someone again this weekend and I was like, listen, time to rip the Band-Aid off. And he was like, yeah, I've, I've got a lot to learn here with you guys. And I said, yes, but it's all for the better. And then I told him, I said, when God tells us to do something here in this ministry and church, we don't make a plan for it for next year. It's like popcorn. Boop, 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 boop. He said, do this, go there. He said, take care of a, a a school in in Cuba. Bam, done. You're the one doing it. Okay, next. And God knows I can trust them. I can trust them when I say to go do something, and then I'm going to put a miracle in their obedience. I love it. I love it so much. Okay, so listen. You can see here that when the Lord moved him over there. He was next to water. The ravens were bringing him food. He was, um, uh, he was there in a cave. So he was being fed. He was protected. He was being provided for. He was being blessed. There was um, miracles happening where God moved him. Okay, but look. Now, after a while, in the place that he was, the brook dried up because there was no rain in the land. So did God t- keep him in a place where there was nothing? Did God? No. As soon as there was the next instruction, I love it. He's now told, listen, go over here, um, go to Zarephath, and you're going to find a widow there. Okay, so if you drop down and you read that, and many of you have already read it. Um, and starting in verse 8, I probably won't read it all. But there, he now has an instruction, right? And he meets this widow in Zarephath. So look at this. Now his next instruction was to find a widow who is going to sustain him. OK, so moving him to a new place of provision where there is the miraculous, you will be sustained because we always say our life is a, is supposed, you know, that's a lifestyle of ours. Faith is a lifestyle. With faith, there's miracles. So miracles should be a lifestyle. Miracles should be a lifestyle in a believer's life. We should be seeing miracles. We should be having testimonies because. We overcome by the word of the Lamb and the blood blood of the Lamb and the Word of our testimony. So we overcome with the word of the testimony. Somebody else overcomes with our testimony. So so everything we have isn't just to benefit us. I mean, everything we're taught, right? When we're blessed, we're not just blessed to be a blessing, blessed for ourselves to be blessed, we're blessed to be a blessing, right? Because what we get, we give to others. Same with salvation. We don't just say, okay, I'm saved, I'm all good, life's fine and dandy. No, what? We go and we share it with other people. And so that's how look. So the widow of Zarephath had nothing for her own family. Okay? Nothing. She's actually gathering sticks and having one last meal with her son, and then she's done. She's giving up the ghost her her son, done, right? So look, one act of obedience, one act of obedience stood in front of someone who now received an instruction and created a miracle. So look, he needed to move because he needed now more provision. The, the brook dried up, ravens aren't coming anymore, And God said, go, find this lady. She needed a miracle in her life. So his instruction now collided with her life. And because of his instruction, now brought a miracle to her life. Because now we have the prophet telling the widow, what? Go take what you have and bake me something. And then I love this part. Let's look. And Elijah said to her, do not fear, go and do as I have said, but first make me a little cake if it, and bring it to me and afterward make something for yourself and for your son. And for thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, the jar of flour shall not be spent and the jug of oil shall not be empty until that day where the Lord sends rain upon the earth. And she went, and she went and did what Elijah had asked. And Elijah and her and her son, her household, ate for many days. And the jar of flour was not spent. Neither did the jug of oil become empty. According to the word of the Lord that he spoke to Elijah. Look at that. The widow of Zarephath had nothing for her own family to eat, let alone somebody else, an outsider, right? Can you imagine, like, you're out there collecting sticks and <clears throat> and some dude walks up to you and was like, Hey, got anything to eat? I know when you read this, there probably was a little bit of attitude in her voice when she answered him because <laughs> he was like bring me a morsel of bread in your hand and she's like um I have nothing baked okay I'm getting ready to go die with my son I'm sure there was a little bit of a tone I'm sure there was a a womanly tone in her voice but still she checked herself okay we all need to check ourselves. I know sometimes we start with a tone We start with a reaction that's not the greatest or maybe full of faith, but check yourself. Check your heart. Check yourself before you wreck yourself. (laughs) We all knew it was coming, Tiff, right? (laughs) Hey, listen, if I can get Tiffany to laugh right now on night 20, I have had a successful broadcast. (laughs) That's right, Julie, and probably a womanly look right? Like she's collecting sticks, and she's like, uh, excuse me, (laughs) as we can all do. And, um, but look at that. So his obedience got to the city and her obedience. Now she's not going to live without, but look at this. Wait a second. Then her son dies and she's like, hold up, hold up, man of God. (laughs) What is going on? And I like that because when something comes against you, when there's an obstacle in your life, when there's an enemy that rears his ugly, little, disgusting head, we all need to say, hold up, wait, wait a second. I always say to my nephew, when things are like really like hard for me to wrap my mind around, I go, is this real life? (laughs) He's always like, I'm going to make you a shirt. I'm like, is this, I'm sorry, am I in, pinch me. Is this real life? So she's like, um, my son died. This is not <laughs> how it's going to work out here, right? Right, prophet? <laughs> and so look, she's over there going, what have you against me? <laughs> I made you the cake. I made you the bread. What do you have against me? She's asking. That's only a... Fine mother would. And he said, give me your son, okay? And here's another. See how every instruction is so serious. Give me your son. She could've been like holding him. No, Ah, no, just go, just go. (laughs) Do you like my acting tonight, guys? Well, I don't have a baby. I don't have a kid around, so my phone is my baby. (laughs) No, don't do it. Just leave. Okay. She could have done that, but no. Okay. He said, give me your son. And he took him from her arms. All right. There probably was a little tug, right? Because we're doing the "Ah, ah," tugging. Okay. He took... Him from her arms and carried him up into the upper chamber where he lodged and laid him on his own bed. And he cried to the Lord, O oh Lord my God, have you brought calamity upon the widow with whom I sojourned by killing her son? Then he stretched himself out over the child three times and cried to the Lord, O oh Lord my God, let this child life come into him again. And the Lord listened, the Lord listened to the voice of Elijah. I love that. I love that because he knew Elijah's voice. You guys have heard me say this before in a broadcast. He can know your voice. That's why I was talking about and the importance of prayer the other night when I did the broadcast. I was like, listen, he will know your voice when you have a relationship with somebody. You know, I know I know Tiffany's voice Like when she talks like this. No one else in the group talks like that. So I know her voice, Then I know Jenna's chuckle, you know. Jenna, you know, it could look at some things, like she's like the person you don't want to sit next to at church or any situation, really, because you're just going to get in trouble. And so, but I know her laugh. I know my kid's voice. When they call me, I'll be like, that's Madeline, that's Brooklyn, that's Teddy. I know their voice. When Ted says something in the house, I know his voice. We all know his voice. And so I love that because he cried out to the Lord and the Lord listened to Elijah's voice. He had a relationship. He was the prophet. He had a relationship with the Lord. And look what happened. And the Lord listened to the voice of Elijah and the life of the child came back into him and he revived and Elijah took the child, brought him down from the upper chamber into the house and delivered him to his mother. And Elijah said, see, no, he didn't do that. See, your son lives. Like I told you so. And the woman said to Elijah, now I know that you are a man of God and that the word of the Lord in your, in your mouth is true. I love that. So look how every step of obedience, blessed, everyone in that instruction elijah went to the right time look at this when i was thinking of this story before i came in i quickly wrote this down i was like people can get into a place of frustration now look look how when things could be different if obedience was missed and i don't want you to like go back over your life right now and have this like you know this would, this, was, this would be what would happen if at like a women's meeting, we look at our past and then we leave upset and crying and everything. No, I don't want you to look at your past and be like, shoot, I miss this and this sucks. And there. no, 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 we're not doing that. We serve a redeemer. We serve a God who forgives. We have a Holy Spirit that puts us back on track. So from this moment forward, we just have to say, Lord, listen, I'm obedient. I'm going to do what you asked me to do. I'm stepping out in faith. I'm out of my comfort zone. What is it you want me to do? What is it this year you're asking me to do? Don't go back and shoulda, woulda, coulda, that's not going to help anything. That's the enemy. He works back there because he's not up here in our faith zone. He's not up here in what we need to do. Okay, so people get a pl- into a place of frustration because they've heard a word from the Lord and their unbelief has caused them to delay in stepping out. Hey, Elevate Church, look at this. Look what I wrote down. If Elijah was to delay and going on that instruction, right, that the Lord told him to go, it would have changed the whole course of that lady and, and her son's life. They would be dead. That They wouldn't even be this great miraculous story in the bible look at that if elijah was to delay and going then the woman and her son would have died his quick act of act of obedience saved two lives and caused provision and abundance for all three of them until the famine and the drought moved on and was over think about that think about that for a second so not only our obedience is so important. If if I didn't, and, and Pastor Ted didn't step out in 2010, coming up here in February, all those years ago, then everything that's happened through the traveling ministry was, would, I wouldn't know any of you guys. Uh Miracle Word Church would be non-existent. And after seeing this weekend and what God is doing, I mean, I wouldn't know Tiffany, I wouldn't know, I, I wouldn't know any of anyone around here. And I, my mind was like, man, it just wrapped around such the importance of listening to God and doing what he asks you to do when he asks you to do it is key. Not when you feel like it. Not next year, okay. He gave me this vision. He he wants me to step out. Okay. 20, 2025, maybe 2026. I need to prep myself and get ready for it. No, listen <laughs> I, there was no prepping for me to start speaking in front of people. That was that was just like I got a kick swift kick out from the Lord and heart pounding and you know it, lot, lots of behind the scenes that nobody really knows about how I felt <laughs> how I felt. but <clears throat> what I did was say yes, say, yes and it has altered the course of my life and who i am let alone messages that i get that people are saying and women are saying and moms are saying that i'm like man if i never said this or did this or went here it's not just about me i'm blessed i get blessed because i'm stepping out in obedience for what god called me to do but then meeting and Speaking into the lives and being able to lay hands on and people to receive salvation is a blessing to others around me. So we have to look at it that way. We don't start looking at it inwardly and being like, Lord, bless me. Just bless my, just bless the family that's in between, behind these four walls. Me, myself, my husband, my kids, that's it. We're good. No, I want to make sure every act of obedience that I take. I look around, is it it gonna benefit somebody else? Is it gonna help somebody else? Is it gonna be a blessing? Is it gonna stir their faith? You know, what connections I have. Then there's connections you have. There's people that have been blessed being connected to me on something that I don't even do or work, but I was able to connect them with somebody that I know and their lives changed. So it's a way bigger picture obedience than just yourself. And that's what I love seeing when I was driving the to church today, thanking the Lord for everybody at Miracle Word Church, who he's already brought down, who he's still transitioning over to it, who I don't even know that that's the Lord's working on them to come and be a part of the church and, and help build it and grow it. Like, it's so amazing to me. And so I was thinking of A few other people, I'm not going to get into their story. I'll get ready to pray in a minute, but I was, like, thinking of Noah, right? Here he is getting an instruction, and he was obedient for a long time, like 100 years until the ark hit the water. (laughs) Mad props to Noah for working on that ark. Tim, 100 years? I mean, that's serious right there. (laughs) doing the same thing, right? And people coming around and mocking him. Like, you realize it's never rained before, guys. So it's not like, you know, there was a little bit of mocking. He's like, there's a lot of rain coming, there's a flood. And they're like, what are you talking about, you loony Ben? What are you building this giant ark for? But he stuck with it. And you should be thankful that he stuck with it because he saved mankind. (laughs) <laughs> All right, that's really heavy right there. You should be happy. Noah stuck with it and was obedient, cause he saved mankind. All right, Amen. Look at Rahab. Gosh, she never was. <laughs> she never was obedient to the request where where they were like, please don't tell on us. Please hide us. Please help us out. you just think about that real quick? And she was like, you know what? You know, everyone wants to just paint the whole prostitute thing. But, I mean, I love her story. There is, like, some serious faith, obedience, purpose, boldness in her story. It's way more than, you know, her title that she always gets of, you know, the prostitute Rahab. The prostitute Rahab. It's you read that story, you'll get some good revelation out of it. You know that I grew up just thinking that. I just knew her as the prostitute Rahab. Help the spies. You know, scarlet cord. Call it a day. Boom, done. Bible story checked off. No, 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 no. That story is way deeper. Cause look at it. <laughs> Rahab's the great-great-great-grandmother of King David. So Solomon and Rahab were the father and mother of Boaz. Boaz and Ruth were the father and mother of Obed. Obed was the father of Jesse, and you nailed it. King David was Jesse's youngest son. Boom. So, now let's rewind there for a second. If she didn't step out in her faith and obedience, then what? there would have been none of the other people. King David, man after God's own heart. Large offering, ring a bell and story, David and Goliath, any of those wonderful things that we've learned about David, non-existent. Think about that, non-existent. If this one woman did not step out in faith and obedience. And that's, that's not gonna be our story. We're not going to be non-existent Christians. We're not going to have a non-existent life. We're not going to live mundane. We're not going to live below our means. We're not going to live less than what God's called us to live. Absolutely not. Definitely not if you're hanging around this church and this ministry. Because you're not called to be small. You're called to be great. You have a mighty plan on your life. God's called you to do great and mighty things great and mighty things he's given us wisdom we just have to ask for it he's given us wisdom to step out and do to have the best job to come up with the best ideas to do everything that god's called us to do and and above and beyond in excellence that's not going to be your story you're not going to have the story of i just want to give up and die i just want to give up and and not do anything else i don't care i'm gathering the sticks so we can just kick the bucket in. No, that's not your story. You are part of a mi- mighty army. You have the armor of God on. You have been inducted into the mightiest army ever created. Think about that. The You are better than the army and the natural, better than the Marines. You're better than all that. You are stronger than that. And God's created us that way. And we can live a struggle-free life. We don't have to go around saying, that's my story. That's my struggle. That's no, you are grafted into a new family and you are a new creature in Christ. And listen, God's going to help us as we're having the strength of the 21 days of prayer and fasting, it's not gonna leave us. It's not gonna leave us in the mighty name of Jesus. Even though we get back to eating tomorrow, we're gonna have a supernatural strength. We're gonna walk in endless victory. Every month, we're gonna have a miracle. And I encourage you to write it down. Get a monthly journal, because you're gonna go back at the end of 2024. I want you to write open heavens on the top page. And then in January, write down what god did and february write down what god did and march write down what god did because like my husband said he started saying you know at the end of six months and the end of of this and, and he started like feeling convicted like no we're backing that up nope it's not going to be six it's not going to be three it's going to be at the end of every month i mean if we're believing for open heavens okay when something's open it's fully open right there's a reason you say crack the window Okay. If you say open the window, there's a big difference, right? Well, when we say open heavens, it's a literal open heavens of the supernatural flowing into the natural into our lives. And I'm so excited for this year. I'm excited for what God has. There's like crazy things that I'm asking for that I don't even try to think about. I just start like I'm just saying them. I'm just like, okay, Lord, that's a really big ask. That's a really big belief, but you know what? If we're not built for small, then I'm gonna have to say crazy things like that. Crazy in the natural, but I know it makes perfect sense in the supernatural. And that's where I'm going at here. I'm just, there's just things that I'm calling in. You know, there was something I was texting my, my uh, nephew about Pastor Alex during service. Uh, uh, about some future things for the church and I said you know (laughs) if this is my only prayer point that I harp on in my life (laughs) for this entire year I'm seeing it come to pass and that's what we have to do it's a bulldog tenacity it's I'm gripping this thing and I'm not letting go of it in Jesus name so heavenly father thank you Thank you for this time of prayer and fasting, that we're digging into your word deeper. We're getting a revelation like we've never had before. Thank you for speaking to our spirits. Thank you for instructing us, Lord. Thank you for giving us the next steps in 2024. We will be men and women who step out in pure obedience. We're driven by the force of faith. We're not going to let go. We're not going to retreat. We're not going to give up. We have the force of faith backing us up. Thank you, Jesus, for what you're giving to us to hold in our hand. We're built for big things. We're built tough, Lord. We have a firm foundation. The blood of Jesus runs through our veins. The mind of Christ takes over our thoughts, Lord. We're not going to let hardships, we're not going to let hard aches, we're not going to let past mistakes stop us from moving forward. For you have called us only to go higher and greater. We're not taking baby steps. We're skipping levels in the mighty name of Jesus. We're destroying every enemy that comes against us. We're not taking his crap. He's not allowed to speak to us. We're telling him right now, no trespassing in our lives, our minds, our bodies, our kids, our house, for we are working in the authority of Jesus Christ. Thank you for a supernatural strength that's carrying us through to December 31st of this year. Thank you, Lord, for a supernatural strength, for we carry the spirit of faith, the spirit of joy, and the spirit of peace all throughout our lives. And in Jesus' name I pray, amen. Hallelujah.